millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oldie but a goodie. We're back. We're back for another episode. Thank you so much for pressing play on this one. Episode 183. It's so wild to think that we are so close to episode 200. We've got a lot of episodes to get to until then. Like this one, a review of Cats and Dogs with Twitch streamer Valaris. One of my good friends, great Twitch streamer, known for playing Dead by Daylight, known for doing horror variety like the games The Quarry and Alien Isolation recently. A lot of fun. Make sure to check out her stream after this episode. And as always, this episode is brought to you by our wonderful network. That's not Canon Productions, but also all of our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash pod. You can get access to ad-free episodes over there, and you can also get two bonus episodes a month. Kicking off our July bonus episodes is part three of our Cagerama series, a series on Nicolas Cage, where we talk about The Wicker Man. You know, the one where he screams, not the bees, that film. It's up on Wednesday, link in the episode description if you want to check it out. And let's get right into the cats and the dogs right now. Here's the episode, enjoy! Imagine a year where... Wait, what year is it? The year is 2001. One. 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 Welcome to Oldie But A Goodie, the podcast talking about movies from 2001 in the order they came out in. Oh, it's still summer blockbuster period, but this time we're also doing kid movies, big expensive kid movies like Cats and Dogs. My name is Sandy Sandro and I'm joined by Barky Zach. Oh, what a, a good boy. <laughs> oh, cheers, fam. Thanks. I appreciate that. Oh, and to relive the nostalgia of this movie, we're joined from Twitch. It's Valaris. Hello. Hi. Because we're all around the same age, and we we all saw this when we were very young, mm. and now we're watching it again, mm. and Val, did, did this hold up? <laughs> Yes and no. The start the start had me nervous. <laughs> but I think it pulled through in the end. What about you guys? Well, I owned this as I can't remember if it was the VHS or the DVD. So I watched this movie like 50 times. So my my vision was clouded by the goggles of nostalgia. So, uh, but I was also worried because I remember quite liking this as a child. This was one of my favourite movies as a child. 
and so going into this, I was worried, but um, my worries were unfounded because this is the best movie of all time, mm. the greatest movie that we've ever watched. <laughs> it is perfect and has zero flaws. It is a masterpiece of cinematography, oh puppetry, and CGI. All right, okay. <laughs> And I had to ask each of you, which side are you on? Are you on cats or dogs? Dog. Dog for me. Forever. Ah, very good. <laughs> Always and forever. I mean, in the context of this movie, you do kind of have to pick the dogs or else you will be seen as a bad person. Yeah. But I'm actually on the side of the mice. Oh! Those poor poor animals. They were promised so much. (laughs) Yeah, nothing happened, yeah. How disappointing for them that they didn't get the entire continent of Australia in the end. Yeah, so I only saw this maybe a couple times on TV. Mm. I don't think I ever got a proper copy of this, uh, but I Mm. do remember, like, seeing the ads for it on, like, Channel 9 and being like, oh, gotta watch that on Saturday night, you know, counting down and then watching (laughs) it and everything. Uh, so I I did watch it a few times on TV, um, but rewatching it now, I I don't think I got anything out of this. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing at all. <laughs> I'm not like against it. I think it's a fine kids movie, but my experience was to, it just kind of washed over me, and I was like, yeah, look, it's, it's fine for kids. <laughs> but it's dogs, and they've got like spy gadgets. And then CGI talking. Yeah, it's not like Spy Kids where I was actively like, wow, this is, you know, this holds up amazingly. I think it is, it's on par with Spy Kids. Ooh. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I'd say so. Uh, there's definitely bits where it's bad, but I like the secret, like, base that they had. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And the training, the, the, the little training courses they have to go through. <laughs> One of the questions I had while watching this was, would this be better as an animated movie? That's a good question. I don't know, because maybe in the perspective of dogs, I think so. But I think there was just something about how evil the cats were. Mm. And like with the the, the big mansion and the, the long table with Mr. Tinkle sitting at the end of it. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my side is normally dogs. But in this case, in this one specific case, it's not cats or dogs. My side is Mr. Tinklestein. He's a great villain. I was like, wait, this is way better than I remembered. Oh, yeah, this movie wasn't as racist as I thought it would be. I mean, Uh, there's still, like, white guys doing Asian impersonations, but it's not as bad as, like, Lady in the Tramp. No, no, no. I definitely definitely remembered the level of racism that I thought was in this. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. And Jeff Goldblum is completely wasted. Uh, Oh, yeah. I completely forgot Jeff Goldblum was even in the movie until I looked up the cast the other day. <laughs> mm. I did not even realise he was in it. <laughs> I do like that they just got him to sniff and lick dogs. To be fair, this is the best acting job any of them ever had. They just had to play with a puppy True. on screen <laughs> for hours on end. True. <laughs> Remember that scene where the kid plays with a puppy? He was literally paid to act 
to play with a puppy. That's a pretty good kid acting job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably why the kid acting in, in this movie is a lot better than other films, because it, 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 they just have to play with pets. Yeah, yeah. All all his acting requirements was to look like he enjoyed playing with a puppy. All right. We'll, go, we'll get into some fun facts in a second. But, Zach, what else came out this week in 2001 that I could have chosen? Ah, well, you had, a, you had actually a few interesting choices. Oh, I love interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Instead of, like, boring, definitely not choosing that sort of choices. Mm. Uh, we had Kiss of the Dragon. Oh. Which is a martial arts movie with Jet Li. He plays an undercover agent who has to fight his way out of Paris. It's notable for only having one scene with CGI and wire work. Ooh. It's a lot of, lot of physical stunts. And that would have been fun. But we did get our fill of kung fu, I feel, in this film. Mm. Um, so we don't need Kiss of the Dragon. Useless movie. No. Um, we had Lost and Delirious. It's about a teenage girl who observes the relationship between her two best friends. But we did have our, our fair share of uh, trials in love in this movie. Uh, between the marriage of the adults. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I so we don't need this movie. And then Scary Movie 2 is a sequel to the hit parody movie. Uh, this one's in a haunted house. Yeah, I've seen it. That's uh, fine. <laughs> but this movie was based in a house. Wow. And some of the scenes as a child were scary. Wow. So I'd say that movie is also taken out by this one as the superior option. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> nothing to add. Val, have you seen any of those? <laughs> Only Scary Movie 2 many years ago, but I don't really remember Scary Movie 2 all that well. I've never seen the other the other movies there. Cats and Dogs, uh, just like the patriotic movie that it is, was of course released on July 4th. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. USA. Yes. USA. What a patriotic movie. Uh, and it's directed by Lawrence Gutterman, who has only done two movies. Mm. This one and the notorious sequel, <gasps> Son of the Mask. Oh my god. Yeah. My favourite movie ever. Yep. Ah, <laughs> there you go. I still think you're the only person who likes that movie. I think so. we got to pump up those ratings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We should all do an episode on it yeah. and then artificially just rate it the best possible so we can artificially inflate its rating to compensate mm. for all these these idiots these losers just like people on rotten tomatoes who are like this movie was okay but everyone gave it negative so i'm gonna give it five out of five even though it's not really a five out of five just because i want yeah. the score to increase on rotten tomatoes <laughs> oh yeah six percent 16 audience score my oh. goodness people hate that film now knowing that that director did both those movies it makes so much sense for some of the style of what they've done in Cats and Dogs. Mm. It makes so much sense. <laughs> the movie is written by John Recker and Glenn Ficarra, who both wrote Jungle Cruise last year with The Rock, mm. and they both also wrote Bad Santa. <laughs> it's like I was looking at their thing. It's all kids' movies and Bad Santa. 
Fantastic. Um, I couldn't find any info about how this movie was made. I was really interested to see, like, how long it took them to do the effects and all that, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Um, but it does look like they used a combination of, like, real animals with the CGI mouths, uh, completely computer-generated animals like the Ninja Cats, yeah, the and Ninja a bunch cats. of puppets like the Tech Dog. Or, or Mr. Tinkles. Yes, was a puppet as well. There, there was... The, I, I quite appreciated the... The puppetry, like the combination of all three things, I think it. I think it worked well. Yeah, and I think it would have taken away that aspect of the movie if they did it cartoon. Yeah. Uh, for the cast, we've got the live action cast, of course. Jeff Goldblum is the dad, who was, you know, probably doing this for a paycheck. At the time, he was mainly doing dramas, so it's a bit of an odd one. In, uh, uh, in also, his... it's like, hey, Jeff Goldblum, do you want to get a paycheck and just play with a puppy? For, for a movie. And he's like, hell yeah. I'm just going to chill and do no work whatsoever. And then get to play with a pup. And get a get a big lick of this puppy. Nom, nom, nom. Delicious. It really does just get in there. Um, mm. uh, Elizabeth Perkins from the TV show Weeds plays the mum as well. Uh, she's also Coral in Finding Nemo. Oh. Uh, the mum's pretty good. I think she's pretty funny. She done well, yeah. I like the part where she screams for like two minutes straight. Yep. <laughs> That that would be my reaction too to a to a talking cat. The accuracy holds up. My my reaction would be the kids' reaction. Oh, cool! Wow, cool! <laughs> Whoa, bogus man! The kid is played by Alexander Pollock, who is only known for this movie. Uh, hasn't really done too much else. And the maid is Miriam Margulies, Professor Sprout Whoa. from Harry Potter. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She is from Professor Sprout. That's great. She's very funny. <laughs> She's great. I loved her. She was fantastic. Oh, you are stinky, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I could literally see, like, the cat's face fall upon saying that he needed a bath. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, for the voices, we've got Toby Maguire as Lou. Oh! Uh, he's coming in hot off Pleasantville, about to star in Spider-Man the year after this as well. So it's a pre-Spider-Man Toby Maguire. Whoa, I didn't know that was Toby Maguire. Yeah, wow. Uh, Alec Baldwin is Butch. Uh, he's already mm. popular at this point. Sean Hayes is Mr. Tinkles. He's from a sitcom called Will and Grace that I think uh, is problematic now, but he's good in this. And playing the Ivy Dog, the female dog, is Susan Saradin, who's, like, won so many awards, and she's in this for three scenes. Oh, you forgot to mention he's in Cat in the Hat, Sean Hayes. That's definitely got to be his best movie of all time. That movie does not hold up either. (laughs) Uh, Oh, the original... Planet of the Apes human himself, Charlton Heston, is in this as the leader of the dogs. Mm. Uh, he's good. Michael Clark Duncan from The Green Mile is the shaggy dog. <laughs> uh, Joe Panto Lenino, who is Cypher in Matrix, is the tech dog. Oh. oh, that's funny. I like that. Billy West, who is Bugs Bunny and like half the cast of Futurama, is the Ninja Cats. Wow, really? <laughs> Probably not a role he's <laughs> super proud of. Yeah. That's really funny. And one of the writers of the films, uh, I think it's Glenn, plays Dmitry Keneloff, uh, the Russian cat. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's, that makes it infinitely better that it was just one of the writers that did the Russian cat. Uh, this has 53% on Rotten Tomatoes, right down the middle. Mm, yeah, very divided. Val, do you think the audiences are more positive or less positive than that? I... I would- 
would give it higher than that. Okay. Mm. I reckon. I would maybe put it close to like three quarters, like 75% personally. Because mm. okay. mm. I reckon it's fun. I reckon it's a really fun movie. But maybe I'm, maybe I'm also just biased now because of the, the director also doing Son of the Mask. Also doing Son of the Mask. <laughs> mm, mm. Bonus points. Yeah, unfortunately, um, yeah, the audience score uh, went the way of Son of the Mask and is 20% lower at uh, 32%. It deserves better. Mm, agreed. <laughs> I am surprised it has a, such a low like audience score. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because this seems like one of those films that people watched as a kid and then are like, oh, this wasn't so bad. You know, they like have nostalgia goggles like me going back and going like, oh, I loved this as a kid. This was a fun movie, that yeah. sort of thing. But no, apparently it's just full of grumpy old farts who hate fun and dogs yeah. and cats and animals in general. They're just hateful people. I don't know why people didn't like... Yeah, I, I, Maybe it's like the CGI mouths. That always throws people off. Yeah. I was a bit worried at the start that the CGI was going to be too much. Like, before it shows the, the title, it seemed like it was going to be just very, like, very CGI animated kind of... Yeah. Do you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. If I thought the whole movie was going to be like that, but then it kind of took a turn after that when it kind of started introducing the characters and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It adds a bit of practical effects here and there. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's great, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, um, I did note um, a lot of the reviews said the jokes were unfunny. They yes. Didn't, they didn't find the jokes funny. Which, I mean, I liked all the spy parody stuff but there are some jokes in there that i don't think are good like how all the dogs keep saying dog on it and stuff like that <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> one thing i didn't like and probably would have been better as a cartoon is all the sound effects <laughs> during fights like the boy <laughs> all that sort of stuff <laughs> yeah yeah, they were they were a lot at the start as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that whole first scene. <laughs> I think it needed more sound effects. Uh, to be honest, it didn't have enough. Of <laughs> Just go and watch Son of the Mask then. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I remember uh, hearing it as a kid. When he uh, Jeff Goldblum's introduced, mm. you first hear him down in his laboratory, and it's making you know sound effects like boing, bang, yep. crash, dosh. And he, as a kid, I thought that was stupid. <laughs> um, and now I, now as an adult, I can fully appreciate the nuance and subtlety that was put into it. <laughs> nuance. Yeah. Uh, yes, the subtext of um, mm, human geniuses. Yes. Yes. Uh, this movie cost $16 million, surprisingly not the most expensive film we've done this year, but reasonably expensive. Val, what do you think this made worldwide in the box office? Oh, God, numbers. Um, I want to take a wild guess and say it made, say, 30 mil oh. is my guess. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a big fat two fifty mil. Wow. Two fifty mil. I want this a big success. Uh because I'm I am believing in my heart <laughs> uh, that that's what this movie made. And also I think there's like two, maybe three sequels. Yeah, so. the, the the third film doesn't count, but there are sequels. Oh, yeah. oh sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't think I've seen them. Yeah, you you, you don't have to. <laughs> Uh, well, you're both wrong. Oh. Oh, damn. <laughs> Worldwide, this made $200 million. Damn it. Oh, I was close, though. I was close. I was going to go with 200 Yeah, you're a lot closer than, than my, uh, my guess. $200 million, which is pretty good. Pretty good for a kid's movie at this time of... 
of the year, pretty solid, good work. Uh, and and to help it get across that line, there were, of course, a bunch of taglines. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. There were some good ones. Do your best Russian cat accent. All right. Ah, things are going to... Ah, oh, no, I can't do it. I'm just going to do it in a dumb voice. <laughs> do, 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 excited puppy. Well, things are going to get hairy. <laughs> things are going to get hairy. The first pun of what I assume is all of them. Yep. Uh, hairy. Things are going to get hairy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good because the title, I'm just thinking the title. I'm imagining the DVD case, which I had. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah, I would I would say a thumbs up as well. Not Definitely not the best one in the movie, but I still think it's good. All right, all right. Maybe the second one will be the best one. Let's see. The second one is, who will you root for? <laughs> the film doesn't really give you a choice, mm. so I don't know why that's a tagline. <laughs> yeah, will you root for the main character or the definitive villains of the yeah. movie? <laughs> that. A thumbs down because there is no choice. Yeah, thumbs thumbs down from me too because it is it is very different when you have dogs that are wanting to um to, you know save the world from the cats. It's yeah, does it doesn't give you a choice. Uh, the third tagline is sit, stay, watch. <laughs> <laughs> that one is so funny. It gets a thumbs up from me. <laughs> That's so stupid. That's so stupid. I was not expecting that. It's so stupid. It's good. Uh, yeah, no, I'll thumbs up that because that took me completely off guard. <laughs> so dumb. And the final tagline is, destiny is in their paws. Ah, uh, boo. Boo. <laughs> I love it. Thumbs up for me. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to give it a thumbs down. <laughs> Just because you used a paw pun. <laughs> thumbs up because it's a classic. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> Mysterious invitation, an unknown host, ten strangers trapped in a remote mountain lodge. I won't let anything get in the way of my having a good holiday. One dead. Are you sure? Of course I'm sure. Look at her. Nine remain. Finding the killer will be a process of elimination. Head to the Penny Peep Show podcast to listen to our latest series, A Process of Elimination. Do it now before you get eliminated. Uh, The movie opens with a very 90s style introduction, like a small town. Mm. We see a 3D newspaper kind of flying towards the screen. And we're introduced to a dog. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Who chases this cat through the neighborhood, uh, through houses. Up a tree. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he chases the cat up a tree yeah, and then shakes the tree till he can grab the top of the tree. Like the tree bends over somehow like a full 90 to 180 degrees somehow. Yes. Um, and he grabs it and then he yeets the cat because then we see CGI cat. He eats a CGI cat, yeah. And then um, there's that poor pie lady that we never oh, see again. <laughs> The poor pie lady. (laughs) She has the worst cut of the the whole film. She gets the worst outcome. And it's vital that we get justice for pie lady. (laughs) Because she's taken a... She's just made a freshly baked pie 
She goes to the windowsill to put it on the windowsill because that's what all people do, apparently. And then a flying cat gets yeeted at her. <laughs> yeah. And she falls backwards. Luckily, she remains uninjured and slides and catches the pie. For then some godforsaken reason, instead of, I don't know, chasing after the cat that just flew through the window, um, she goes to put the pie back on the ceiling. And that's, of course, when Buddy jumps through. Knocks her flat, knocks the pie in her face, but more importantly, Butch slams into, like, a dresser and knocks over, like, a lot of fine china. Yeah, I mean, the dogs in this movie are a menace. Like, this yeah, is yeah, meant yeah. to be the best agent out there. I don't know, he's doing a pretty bad job. Yeah, that's why he gets fired. He doesn't get fired, he gets killed by the cat mafia. No, no he doesn't! The, the movie, the movie, the movie like, specifically shows you that he didn't die. Yeah, he's on vacation. <laughs> he's retired. <laughs> he's living it up. Uh, I purposefully looked away at that moment, so that in my headcanon, the cats killed him. <laughs> yeah, wow. Nice and dark. Jeez, no wonder you didn't like this film. You, the, yeah, yeah, you thought this film was a, like, dark, gritty animal death. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was like the movie Milo and Otis. Mm-hmm. Lots oh, of animals no. died making that movie. Yeah, I've never seen it. Never seen that one either. <laughs> So then, after the Tom and Jerry uh, slapstick action sequence, a bunch of cats roll up in a car, and they catnap the dog. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the, the start of that thing, because then all the dog spies are like, we've got to roll out. Uh, we get a great opening title where, like, they're like, oh, my God, the dog's being catnapped. Quick, get the best agents. And then it goes around, like, the world. It likes to do this a bunch, where it, it zooms in on, like, the dog's collars and pops open with names. As a child, I didn't realise what was happening, that it was like an opening title. Mm. So I just thought these were the names of the dogs. Yeah, it took me off guard at first, and then I, I realised who, whose names I was reading. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So as an adult, I was like, oh, that's what's happening in the scene. Oh, I was stupid as a child. Uh, and then we cut to a barn with a bunch of puppies. Val, what happens here? Well, the, the original Beagle, his name ends up being Lou, tries to escape by <laughs> jumping on the end of like a garden tool yeah. to try and launch himself out a window um, while his uh, brothers and sisters are watching him. But that is unsuccessful until they're, uh, they're scurried into like a, another secret little like hidey hole under the... Under the barn itself, where they then get replaced by other dogs that are actually agents that are preparing for for this this scenario. <laughs> yeah, somehow the dogs know that Elizabeth Perkins is going to be coming to this barn to yeah. to adopt that specific one. They they were prepared. Yeah, but yeah, Lou, the sneaky sneaky little silly dog, he was in a he was under a bucket the whole time. And he pops out and she's like, oh, there's the cute little beagle that I was after. Not these rat piece of shit dogs. I'm going to grab this one. And then all the other the dogs are like, not good. Yeah. Not <laughs> At the same good. time. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was great. That's a, that's a great scene. Because uh, like the other dog that's barking orders is like a drill sergeant. Oh, I love it. I love it. I do like the drill sergeant. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was yeah, pretty good. Yeah, so they're all in a perfect row. They're all wiggling their tails in unison. They're all, they're all doing this thing. They're like trained professionals and then, yeah, not good. I like how the mum is like, okay, our dog has gone missing for a month. Mm. The son is very sad. Yeah. We'll just get a new puppy. And then he's immediately like, 
I hate this new puppy. I'm going to name him Loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's like, aw, his, his name is Loser, are you? You're Lou. not a loser. It's Lou. Lou. Which, how is that a better name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lou, short for Loser. The poor thing. <laughs> This kid just wants attention from his parents. It's quite sad, actually. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, wha- the dad, as we find out, after hearing some bonk and sproing sound effects, mm. is a scientist with a, uh, a secret, quotation marks, lab. Secret lab. And very odd hair choices. Mm. I'm very confused by what he's got going on. <laughs> I am too. I didn't even realize it was like him until until he walked out. Like even though even though we just read his name, I was like, oh, like I was I was thinking he was going to be like one of the voices. I'd say it's the hair of a man who hasn't washed in a week. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like he leaves his office very often. No, <laughs> his hair is a mess, and he's got like this weird like soul patch on his chin, mm. which is very two thousand and one. It's always fun watching Jeff Goldblum in different eras because he really just full-on commits to whatever style was popular at the time it's great he he's really distracted he's all about his work he's fully into his work so he's coming out and he he like sniffs the dog he licks the dog he sneezes he's like okay no that's good i get a reaction from that because he's allergic to dogs yes and uh he's trying to come up with a cure for for dog allergies and that's why the cats are trying to sabotage his plans. Mm. Because once everyone is no longer allergic to dogs, everyone's gonna want a dog. That's a fact. No one will be like, I live in a city apartment and I cannot afford to have one and I'm not allowed. <laughs> it's just the allergies. It's just the allergies. Because <laughs> you're 12 and you don't understand. Yeah. But the mum, mum, she's a real estate agent. So she's also not at home because she has to support... The scientist who doesn't actually do any work. So, yeah, the kid's kind of left on his own mm. for a lot of the time. So the mum's like, hey, scientist dad, instead of sitting in your lab all the time, how about you actually interact with your son once in yeah, a while? Yeah, how about you do that? And he's like, oh, but, uh, I break it I was just going to... Good stuff. Good stuff, I'd say. Alu then meets the team, because there's a bunch of other dogs around the house who are crack agents. He's brought in because they obviously think he's the spy. Uh, they find out that he's not the spy that they want because he hasn't been neutered yet. Mm, I love one of the uh, quotes. Because Lou gets put out of the patio and he's like, all right, plan. Get off this patio. Get back to the barn. Get a bigger pitchfork. <laughs> Which as a child I thought it was hilarious And as an adult I thought it was hilarious That his plan is to get back into the barn To then launch himself out of the barn again Yeah There's like a bomb that they send For Lou It's like a It's a, a treat bomb A biscuit bomb, yeah Floating down Yeah, a biscuit bomb That they float down with a balloon Lou goes to eat the thing But then of course Butch saves him and he, like, tosses a twig onto it and it explodes. And Mr. Tinkles was so sure it was going to work. <laughs> oh, that's when we get the backstory on the cats as well, because it's like, cats, you think that they were worshipped by the Egyptians, but actually 
they ruled the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. And then the dogs rose up and killed all the cats. Yeah, they murdered them by crocodile death. That was the most brutal part of this film. They depict cats just getting eaten. And I was like, holy crap. Yeah, and that's the moment when I knew that this movie is very one-sided. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very biased towards dogs. There's a pretty good quote as well where um, Lou is like, why don't the humans remember that the the, the cats are evil and uh, humans are dumb. Humans can't hear earthquakes. They can't sense fear. They can't even take responsibility for their own farts. (laughs) (laughs) That's what was really missing from this film. Yeah, Val, what side of the fart fence do you fall on? Do you think they're funny jokes? Funny when not done too often. I reckon it's very, it's very easy to overdo, but in this case, they they added them in there at the right spots that was just, that it was funny. Mm, mm, wow. Mm. Okay. In my opinion. I like that. But then the shaggy dog does a big fart and it has a human sound effect, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he raises his little paw and says, guilty. <laughs> so then Mr. Twinkles is like, that explosive biscuit didn't work. Time to send in the ninjas. Mm. And we get some vaguely Asian music. As we see these ninja cats falling down from the sky in tiny plane drones. They've got toilet plungers to walk around on the ceilings and stuff. And they're they're definitely completely computer generated. Yes. I think the CGI on the cats was way better than the CGI on the dogs. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. The dogs looked very fake CGI, but the cat, especially uh, Mr. Tinkles, he had great CGI on him. I was impressed. I love the the crony cat as well. He was hilarious. Do we know who voiced him? Yeah, it's John Lovitz from SNL. Mm-mm. Yeah, he's funny. Yeah, I I I I thought he had some of the funniest lines in the film. But yeah, Mr. Tinkles uh, is stinky, and it's time for you to take a bath. Yeah, because the whole thing is yeah, like he's uh, he's the cat of Mr. Mason, who's this borderline dead guy. Yeah, I think he's in a coma or something. Yeah, I guess. But he he owns this giant like Christmas tree slash ornament company that makes Christmas ornaments, and and so uh, he's rich. And so it's this cat of this rich guy. But of course, there's the like the maid that's taking care of the guy. So whenever the maid comes in, all the cats have to hide. And of course, he's named Mr. Tinkles. So he's grabbed and he's and then he's taken for a bath. Bath time for Mr. Tinkles. But yeah, the ninja cats. Val, what did you think of the ninja cats? What do they do? What's the big fight? So the ninja cats were sent in to basically finish off what the the bone bomb didn't do <laughs> was to to try and get rid of this puppy so that the cat just has free reign for world domination. Because <laughs> mm. mm. um, they were the ninja cats were sent in to simultaneously get rid of the puppy and also steal the the work, right? Yeah, the formula stuff. Yeah, because they were trying to blow up the um the door to get into where the where the dad works. Yes. Mm. Yeah, then it's a whole uh, whole fight scene when the <laughs> the doggos are told that they were on the way and he's told to scout out the area. Yeah. Massive fight with like some matrix kicks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we have some stereotypical accents. Yep. And that woke up the parents, right? Yeah, because they start beating him up and, like, flinging him into the furniture, which, of course, uh, wakes up the parents. And then uh, Butch coaches 
Lou on the fly for for uh, fighting them, and he starts beating them up. And uh, he, in fact, starts winning. So he says, you know what? You can call me the Claw of Ling Chao. <laughs> and then one of the cats is like, Ling Chao this! And Kung Fu's him uh, into the rubbish bin and knocks all the trash over him. That's right. Now he's a mm-hmm. stinky trash dog. Poor Lou. Gets blamed for trash in the house. Yeah, the ninja cats. I remember watching this as a kid and finding that fight really awesome. Mm, um, mm. But this time around, it, w- it was fine. I just couldn't get over the very stereotypical uh, soundtrack whenever they were on screen. There was a bit of slow mo there. Did you appreciate that? No, I hated it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Um, so yeah, then the parents come in. Every all the ninjas run away. Um, and they see Lou just in the corner covered in trash from the trash bin. And they're like, oh, Lou. So they send him out. They're like, you're sleeping outside tonight. And this is when we're mm. introduced to Ivy, who is not important. But I really liked the line where she's like, you can call me a stray, but I prefer domestically challenged. <laughs> yeah, domestically challenged. I also wrote that one down. It's good. It was so. It was such an odd sequence that they they kept in the movie. It was like that they were like wanting to bring Ivy more into the movie, but they never ended up really doing that. Yeah. Like I don't know. I I I loved Ivy, but they didn't really do much with her character. She had the whole thing of exposition for Butch's backstory. Yeah, that was it though. Oh, I did really like actually the line, you know, where he's like, you went and you scratched Lou's belly. We're meant to be on a mission. This is serious. And she's like, I don't seem to remember you complaining when you got your belly scratched (laughs) under the moon before a mission. (laughs) I'm like, okay, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked the whole, like, backstory with them. I thought it added a bit... It was more like backstory of Butch rather than her as a character. Yeah. So the mum pesters science dad, good old Goldblum, to actually pay attention to their child, you know, their son. And the dad's like, oh, yeah, parenting. Damn, should do some of that, eh? Um, And then he's like, hey, kid, uh, how about I go to your tryouts? I'll be there. I'll I'll be I'll be supporting you. I'll say our team is red hot. Your team is diddly squat. Yeah, but he doesn't go because he has a breakthrough in the lab. Yeah, and he just forgets. He forgets. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, and then the mum comes home and it's like, how did tryouts go? What did the coach say? And he's like, the tryouts for the girls' team are on Monday. Oh. And I was like, oh, coach, that's savage. That's quite a unprofessional thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's an unprofessional thing to say. That's so mean. So then for some reason, the mum is like, I'm going to bring home a cat. Mm, well, she finds it on the side of the road. Yeah. They, the cats, they're cunning and conniving. So they put a tiny kitty on the side of the road. And she's like, oh, that's a cute kitty. Yeah. Says says that she, she found it and she's going to keep it. Mm. <laughs> Without seeing if anyone else owned it. Well, it didn't have a collar. so no. True. She leaves and then lose like, you're in big trouble, kitty. And uh, one of my favorite quotes, <laughs> I think not, baby puppy. It is you who are in trouble from Russia with love. It's the best character in the whole movie, Dmitry Keneloff. Yeah. Which is a weird name for a cat. But anyway. Uh, well, they gotta they got to put the pun in there somehow. Yeah, he's got like hair 
ball containers yeah. uh, that contain stealth poops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stealth poops and then weapons. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then the Russian cat hawks up like an entire bomb out of his stomach somehow. Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in this cat. This is a small kitty. Yeah. I don't know about the logistics here, but maybe it's just how Russian spiders do. In Russia, we say small kitty, a big boom. <laughs> and so there's a big old fight. There's another massive fight. Yeah. This is, yeah, we get like two fights inside this house, the ninja fight and the Russian fight. Which one was your favourite? I mean, I guess the added suspension of um, the mum coming home mm. and everyone just needing to freeze. <laughs> <laughs> and see if anyone gets caught was fun. <laughs> She's just looking for a work phone, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they just, no one is moving a muscle. They're all just frozen in place, making sure that they don't get caught fighting in the lounge room. <laughs> that was fun. I definitely think this scene is the, the best fight scene of the, the movie because the, the whole interrupt and also the bombs just ticking away <laughs> yeah. as well while they're all frozen there. It's great. It's great. I love I love the Russian cat. I love Russian cat. You fight like poodle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you fight like poodle. Yeah. He's got great quotes. He is good. Um, He's good. Oh, and I love the joke as well where um Lou like traps the cat or something so that they can make a break uh for the bomb to cut one of the wires, but the doggos are colorblind. That's right. The dark gray one, right? Duck. I think they ended up said to to, to cut. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Which makes sense. Like, red would come up as the darkest yeah. grey. Uh, and they defuse the bomb, yeah. Just in time. What was the Russian's cat plan, though? Because he blows up the door, right? Yes. And then Jeff's Goldblum's down there, and he goes, what the fuck? And he comes out, and he sees the cat in a small waist suit with blades attached to <laughs> yeah. it. I guess they didn't really think that part of the plan through. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe maybe through the explosion and the smoke, the cat sneaks in. Maybe, yeah. Maybe the cat was just going to pretend to be a normal cat and mm. run around and wreck all the yeah, stuff. Yeah, wreck the whole place. That makes sense. Which then happens after they defeat the cat. Mm. The kid and Lou are playing with the ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're bonding. They're best friends now. We get scenes of them just having fun, even though Lou was told not to. Oh, how dare he. Yeah, he was not supposed to bond with the kid, but he's having fun. Goldbloom leaves to presumably eat once in a blue moon, and, um, yeah, the kid uh, throws the ball accidentally down uh, into the lab. It bounces and, like, Lou sees the ball and his instincts kick in and he hits the ball and then it smashes through the whole lab. Oh, oh it wrecks no. the whole lab. It wrecks the whole lab. Everything. But. Except. The one. <laughs> <gasps> what? Yeah, one fell into the other and it somehow uh, makes the formula work and Jeff Goldblum's like, oh my, you're the best, dog. <laughs> Great work. Mm -hmm. Silly cliche, but pretty funny. Yeah, the cats then hear about the success, that they've made a cure. Yeah, I don't know how, but they heard about it. Yeah. And so then uh, Mr. Tinkles has to accelerate his plans. And uh, when the um, maid comes in to take him away, he instead talks to her. Whoa. Oh my, a talking cat. Scary. Yeah, she faints, and, and then he attempts to drive into the factory for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think they, they attempt. They drive. They just drive very poorly. They do. <laughs> they drive. They do do it. Yeah, good on them. With with two other cats following too to make sure. 
yeah, this is uh, definitely impressive, but also, like, you have to think about it. It's three cats working as one. So, honestly, I find it impressive that they didn't manage to crash. They somehow got Mr. Mason in the car. How did that... What? <laughs> they never explain that. I love the quotes from here. Yes, it's me, Mr. Mason, not an evil cat trying to take over the world. <laughs> no lunch for you. <laughs> no lunch for you, yes. <laughs> oh, nice hat. That was funny. There's also uh, attention employees. Human employees, right? Yep. Because he fires all the humans and then all the cats start working. As of now, you are all fired. Do not ask why. <laughs> Do not ask why. You have only to blame yourselves. Yeah. Unless you own a dog, in which you can blame him. <laughs> in fact, when you get home, give him a kick. <laughs> Toodaloo. That is all. I am not a talking cat. <laughs> yes. It's great. I love it. Yeah. It's pretty good. Had to make it very evident that he wasn't a cat. Oh, uh, but they need to somehow get... The dad away from the lab, right, Val? They do. So they uh, they send the son some tickets um, for a sports game. Was it? Was it? I don't. I don't know what sports game it was. I'm assuming soccer, though. Yeah, I think it's soccer. They end up convincing dad to go as well after some uh, some deliberation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you, but if I suddenly get a delivery that's like, you won, you get free stuff. I don't know, nowadays I go, oh yeah, this is a scam yeah, for sure. Especially with mum especially with mum up there going, Did you enter any competitions? Yeah. And the kid doesn't answer, but they're just like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit sus. A bit sus. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't even spend like two seconds Googling whether this thing even existed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because they shopped to the stadium and nothing's there, obviously. Like, oh I guess it's before the internet, so they couldn't really Google. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. They couldn't actually Google it, so I guess they they didn't know. But um, yeah, they're like, oh, uh, we're here early. We could get some some chili dogs, you know? And then we get the most questionable joke in the whole <laughs> film, which is uh, they pull up to scan their tickets with this cardboard man. He's going to let him in, but the cardboard man is a cardboard man and falls back and then uh, some, uh, some sleeping gas mm. flies into their car and we see a German cat with a gas mask. Was it German? Yeah, yeah, no, it's German. I don't know why they were joking about that. Very weird joke in there for the adults that um, was potentially bad. I liked his little quote, though. It was like, cats rule, cats rule, oh yeah, we kick butt. Um, he does a little dance. Yes. Uh, but yeah. They're now uh, the prisoners of Mr. Tinkles. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all they're being catnapped. Mm. Oh yeah, the, the evil cat sends a video message and they don't know how to work the recorder at the start. But um, yeah, he sends them a video message explaining that if they do not take the scientific formula to this pier on this uh, specific night, Yeah. Uh, then uh, they will murder the scientists. Mm-hmm. The family, yeah. They, have, they, they want to uh, reverse the formula, right? Yes. So that everyone's allergic to cats. Sorry, allergic to dogs. Yes, yes. So uh, the dogs, all right, this is super important. No, it's not. Now they finally get to press the big button. Well, uh, oh, the big red button. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That is important. I 
know exactly what's important, Sandro. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, they push the big red button and then and then the movie turns into Men in Black. Yeah! Which is great, by the way. Men in Black, but dogs. I would watch that. I think that was just Men in Black International. <laughs> no, it, that would be better than that. Yeah, all the, the, the dogs meet in the centre of the earth, apparently. Yeah, in their headquarters. Here's <laughs> my question. Who built this? Dogs, of course. How? Come on, Sandy. How did they build it? <laughs> They're dogs. That's their secrets. We can't question it. We're not allowed to. Mm, yeah, they're a secret <laughs> spy agency. If we knew, they would be a bad spy agency, wouldn't they, Sandra? Mm-hmm. But it seems very modern. It's very early 2000s spy base. It's not like this was made in the 60s. You know, it's quite modern. Yeah, I feel like it was made by robots that the uh, that the dogs designed. Because oh. they, they are clearly far ahead of us in technology, right? Apparently. And we, we only now have just started to get into robotics. So I think they have gone fully into robotics and actually have quite a bit of robotic stuff, you know. I guess that makes sense. Or it was just like a, a secret Russian base that was abandoned and they just took it over. A secret Russian, yeah, yeah. It's like the underground lab in Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It's just this abandoned place that they've taken over. Yeah, so the dog council have to decide between uh, the family or the formula. And uh, via the dog news network, we see that they choose the formula. They do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the Dog News Network. Even though poor Lou tries so hard to say, but they're my family. (laughs) Yeah, but like this is literally the sake of all dog and Mm -hmm. humankind. So I hate to be on the dog side here, but like there was no way that any of these random dogs from other countries were going to be like, oh, yeah. We'll, we'll abandon all of this to save this one random family that none of us care about. Yeah. But then he decides to go rogue. He does a Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible. He goes rogue mm. and he brings the formula to the pier. But obviously the cats tricked him and they beat him up and they take all the stuff. Yeah. Now here's, here's the question, right? Doesn't the, the main villain cat come with them to get the formula? Yes. Because he's in the car, right? Yes. So if the dogs had just set up, like, some sort of sting or something on the pier, right? Yes. But I guess they didn't need to, because all they needed to do was not give the formula and they win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the movie makes perfect sense and doesn't have any flaws, so that must be what (laughs) uh, what happened. So they used the fact that they found a symbol of a tree and the Cat Tracker 3000... Which somehow Ivy managed to place on the car when she wasn't even there earlier. No, it doesn't. This movie is an hour and 20 minutes. They cut stuff. Yeah. (laughs) So they use uh, the tracker to go to the factory. Mm -hmm. Uh, We see Mr. Twinkles is taunting the family and put dog formula into fake snow, which is a cocaine reference. Sure. Mm. Why not? And then the whole room starts to burn because some yep. because something happens. Some series of wacky events. Because the cat, um, like he pulls out a gun. That's right. Um, but it's not a real gun, and he's like, <laughs> "Why did you get a real gun? Yeah. I wanted you to. It's a flare gun or something." And then he's like, "That's what I was thinking." <laughs> he like 
shoots it off and it accidentally like knocks over some stuff and lights something on fire and he's like oh i meant to do that yes i'm a genius are you my second in command i want you to stay here yeah. why because i hate you that, that <laughs> line was so unexpected it was so funny because it was so unexpected yeah again he is the best villain he's good he is, he is fantastic he is way better than the rest of this film <laughs> i love him so much i love everything about him so yeah what's their grand plan here at the factory. The grand plan? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> Let's have a nice visual of giant banners as a dictatorous leader stands upon a podium and speaks to a crowd. Mr. Tinkles is explaining um, the plan from from here on out of how to make the world allergic to dogs. They have they've they've uh, they've got mice um, mm. that will be taking the the dog allergies. And going through the sewers, I think it was. And some of them will have to take it directly into houses. Others will have to take it just around the world. And in return, they are promised uh, cheese and the continent of Australia. (laughs) Yes. Mm, The mice will rule Australia. Yeah. (laughs) A good deal, I feel. Because mice are a lot smaller than cats. Yeah. And currently they don't own a continent. So, like, when the cats take over the world, they get a whole continent of Australia. There's a lot of Australia. Australia's pretty big. It's pretty big. But also pretty hot. Yeah. Uh, those mice are not going to have a super fun time. They're pretty small. I feel like they could adapt. There's, there's mice that live in the outback. And then, of course, uh, our heroes are watching the whole thing and we get the classic line, Whoa, son of my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good quote. Cause, cause, cause he's a dog, so his mother would be a uh, would be a bitch. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> High quality content for the adults watching yep. the movie. So then the CGI Nickelodeon goo goes all over the mice, <laughs> <laughs> and the mice are free. Yay! They start running around. Yay! But then the dogs roll on in and they stop the plan. Yeah, there's a big there's a big fight scene where um so Lou goes to save the family. Yep, of course. And Butch takes on uh Mr. Tinkles. Unfortunately, yes. Mr. Tinkles has a giant crane uh slash crane forklift thing. Yeah, yeah. Like a digger, but instead of a digging attachment at the end, it's like a claw crushing attachment for like picking logs up. Which is funny because uh, I believe the the machine he used was a... Did they show it on screen? I can't remember. But, like, it's called a cat. Uh, Like, the brand brand of machinery is called a cat. I didn't notice that either, but that's hilarious. (laughs) Um, Anyway, (laughs) that was a subtle one. Um, So, uh, yeah, then he's, like, swinging around this machinery and Butch is, like, running around and then... Butch gets captured, but Lou has just freed the humans. Uh, And then Lou jumps out the fucking window like a mad lad. Crazy, like Lassie in the movie Lassie. Slow-mo jumps out of a window. Yeah, and then lands on top of it and then fights uh, Mr. Tinkles. Yeah, fights him, eventually gets on like a foam Mm. gadling gun and just foams the heck out of Mr. Tinkles so that he's uh, away from the forklift. And all the other cats have just left, so they've one. Yeah, yep. they called it quits. I think all the mice were murdered. <laughs> I think they... mm. No, no, the mice are um, they're arrested. Oh, that's right. They're arrested afterwards. Yeah. You have the right to remain silent. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> it's honestly kind of surprising that the mice survived because they then uh, the, the, the factory, because of the fire, 
The factory mm. then blows up. Mm. It all blows up, and we get the a very long fake out where we think that Lou is dead. Yeah, but of course Lou is not because the movie because the movie makers were cowards. Yeah, and didn't want to murder a dog on screen. They arrest all the hench cats. They arrest mm. all of uh, all of the mice. But we don't see Mister Tinkles until. <laughs> the very end where it's revealed that Mr. Tinkles is not dead In fact he's in a prison of his own making With the maid and the rest of her family Cause he's been a naughty kitty So I have naughty taken kitty. you home to my sisters And we see three like identical maids And they all have outfits for Mr. Tinkles Yep, various photo shoots of the, the cat in outfits <laughs> mm, With them laughing hysterically Lou talks to the kid and decides to stay with the family instead of becoming a secret agent. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And has one last goodbye to, to Butch. And that's the movie, Val. Is this movie an oldie or a goodie? What, what did you think? Is it good? Does it hold up? Or is it not? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would say mostly good. Mostly good. Yeah. There was some there was some like weird parts and like some some over the top CGI that was just wild. But I would say I'd say mostly a goodie would be would be from me. Mostly a goodie. Okay, alright. Yeah. What about you? See like my thing is like we always kinda differentiate oldie and goodie by whether or not we'd recommend it to someone, whether or not we would watch it again. I I, I don't think I'd ever watch this again. Like, I got nothing out of this this time around. Like, it wasn't nostalgic. I was like, this is just fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) Mm. I'll never watch it again. So I think for that reason, I will go oldie. But it's not a bad oldie. It's like a... It's uh, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) This is the best movie I've ever watched. I ever will watch. Um, All movies after this movie will be ruined for me because they will not be this movie. But overall, I I love this as a kid. And this doesn't disappoint me as an adult. Like, it wasn't completely awful um, like I was. I thought it might have been. My expectations were that this was going to be terrible, and it wasn't. It wasn't. It was actually pretty fun. It was a kid's movie. I, like, I liked the jokes. I thought they were fun. I also love Mr. Tinkles. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a great villain. Um, so I'm going to give it a goodie because I, I love this movie, and I will probably watch it again in the future. There was a lot that happened in such a short amount of time, I think, that it was just, because it was only like an hour and 20 minutes, it was just one jam-packed sequence into the next one. Yeah. And it was just very go, go, go. Mm. A lot of lights and sound effects and yeah. colours and stuff. Yeah, it had all that, which, you know, is good for a kid's movie. So anyway, uh, two goodies and an oldie there for cats and dogs. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. G'day, Kegel here from Aussie Rap Duro, Kegel and Greg. I write funny songs with my true blue bestie, Greg, who sounds a lot like Sandra from the podcast you're listening to right now. Coincidence? I think so. This episode of Oldie Butter Goodie is brought to you by a debut album, Keep Em Wondering, which is out right now. 
Here's a sneak preview of one of the songs. The dynamic duo from the suburb at Seaston. And to our day one fans, this is for you, that's why we're singing. Good day, good day, tell me how you, how you going today? Good day, good day, tell me how you, how you going today? Good day, oh my goodness, that sounded so good. I'm going to have to go listen to Keep Em Wondering by Kegel and Greg on my favorite music streaming platform right now. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. There are, of course, a bunch of sequels. So there's two sequels. Uh, it seems like one comes out every 10 years. Uh, in 2010, there was Cats and Dogs, The Revenge of Kitty Galore, which is a James Bond <laughs> reference. Uh, in that one, Lou is an adult. Uh, they've changed the voice actor for him. And for everyone, I think, aside from Mr. Twinkles and uh, the two spy dogs, um, everyone else has changed. That one, yeah, it's about a rogue spy called Kitty Galore is going to destroy all human and canine life. And so the the dogs and the cat council have to team up to stop her. Yeah. And I think Lou eventually becomes an agent as well, even though in the movie it said... The first one, it said he didn't. It, it doesn't do a good job in that aspect, but it does, like, give you the option of supporting cats, unlike this movie, <laughs> where cats were just the uh, villains. Uh, that movie did not do well. A- critics hated it more. It barely made its money back. Um, so mm, yeah. It, it didn't do well, but uh, we did get a third one uh, in September of 2020 at the height of the pandemic. Mm. Just kind of dumped on Amazon, I think was Cats and Dogs 3, Paws Unite. No one returns. In fact, no cast members are recognisable. And the movie is about the adventures of two agents from FART, which stands for Furry Animals Rivalry Termination. Now this sounds like the movie I was after. (laughs) But no one's seen it, so no one knows if it's any good. Yeah, I don't think I've seen either of the sequels. Yeah. They came out, you know, when we weren't kids, so... Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> but we do have to come up with a sequel of our own. This is Ooh. something that we're doing this year, uh, is crossovers. Uh, we're, I've got a random number generator. I'm going to generate a random number, because uh, that's what you do with those things. I'm not sure if you, mm. <laughs> if you knew <laughs> Oh, I see. That's how they work. You kept saying this all this time, and I never knew what you meant when you said you'd get a number generator. It's been half a year, and you only know how this works now it's crazy actually yeah yeah well you never explained it i know i never That's explained my it. fault uh it's gonna g- generate a number of an episode that we've done before and then we've got to come up with a crossover between the movie from that episode and cats and dogs <laughs> okay the number it's chosen is oh no not again oh has it done something again yeah it's number 82 which is the never-ending story yes <laughs> Hell yeah! Hey, that's two kids' movies! That's perfect! Have you seen... Oh, actually, Val, have you seen Neverending Story and do you like it? I have not watched that movie in, like, 20 years. I watched it when I was younger, like, a lot mm. younger, but not any time recently. Do you remember any of it? Bits and pieces. I don't know if it'd be enough to come up with a sequel. I mean, there's no plot in that movie, so it's fine. Really... <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Sandra? The thing is, I absolutely hate never-ending story <laughs> really i don't know why zach loves it i don't it. know why it's a terrible movie it's a fun time <laughs> it's so bad you say there's no plot but the whole plot is to try and save the never-ending story from the nothingness what the cats and the nothing team up and then falcor comes to earth and is like fellow dogs <laughs> 
<laughs> you must help me. Let's say Mr. Tinkles, he he finds the um book and goes into the world and is like, all right, I'm going to take over this world, you know, mm. and then and build up my army there. Um, and, but in this world, of course, because it's a story, Mr. Tinkles can come up with whatever he wants. So he becomes this like all-powerful dark mage. Yeah, like a, we failed in the real world. Let's go to let's go to this one instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, uh, some kid, different different actor, different name, uh, has to come and save uh, this world from Mr. Tinkles with his pet dog. His pet dog, which just so happens to look. Like a, a a carbon copy of uh, Falcor. Yes, and they work together. They save Fantasia and Earth, and then and then they have fun adventures. They have to make up things, but of of course the dog can make up things too. Ah, uh, yeah, it's like where like the kid is like, I want a hammer so I can do something, and every time the mm. dog has to like imagine something and make it real, it just imagines food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, the dog has the power of Im- to imagine things up so that they have to work together. The kid's like, hey dog, get me a hammer. And the dog just imagines like a hammer made of bones <laughs> or whatever. And so he gets this like dog biscuit bone hammer and he like tries to use it and it just breaks on the first use. And the dog's, and he's like, this hammer is useless. And the dog is like gnawing on half of it going, oh, this hammer's pretty good. <laughs> That works. Uh, it's called The Never-Ending War Between Cats and Dogs. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's dark. It's a long name. It's time for... Raving Reviews. It's the part of the show where I get reviews from Rotten Tomatoes and I tell these lovely people here about the review and they have to guess the score. The score goes from 0.5 to 5. Yes. Perfect. I have written one of these reviews. Yeah, and we've got to guess which one is your sneaky little review. Okay. Yes, yes. Uh, now, last time, Val, you were amazing at this game. Yeah, I think I got them all right last time. So let's see uh, if the luck is with you on Cats and Dogs as well. Or let's do it. if that lucky paw has <laughs> gone away. I don't know. <laughs> um, so Brendan says, was okay but really needed more dog puns. Seven out of ten. <laughs> Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. I'm going to guess three. Three, okay. Yeah, three. Yeah, I think that's probably right, actually, because 7.5 to that is three. Yeah, I feel like you've got the right one, but uh, for the sake of uh, competition, I will go instead for a 3.5. Very good. Well, it was a three out of five. Heck it was a yeah. three out of five. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for Bark's sake. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> there we go. We have someone who had no username who says... Eight out of ten. For the movie you made is good. Good job for making this movie. What? I'm proud of you. <laughs> what? And I'm, I'm, I'm really glad that this review is here. It's very supportive of the movie makers. <laughs> it is. It is. That's really positive. Yeah, that's nice. Four. Four is my guess. Yeah, eight out of ten would be four. But again, I'm going to go for 4.5 because sometimes these people don't know maths. Well, if we're going closest first, then Sandro would win Ooh. because it's five out of five. Doesn't make any... Give it ten out of ten then. Yeah. Yeah, what? yeah no, he didn't. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what's happening there. <laughs> oh, you are barking up the wrong tree there, that person. <laughs> oh. <laughs> William says, 
after watching this film, I immediately waterboarded my cat because I thought it was a spy. No, don't do Jesus. that. Yeah, no. William, no. Oh, my God. That's animal embarkment. <laughs> uh, it's not a laughing matter. He killed his cat. Probably like a... Th- actually, two. Two. Cause two? There's Whoa. no opinions in there. Yeah, there is yeah. no opinion at all. Other than that they don't like cats now. Um, <laughs> God, I was going to say two. Ooh, 1.5? 1.5. Well, uh, Sandra gets the point again because it's actually four out of five. Oh, my. What? This was a very positive <laughs> review. I don't see why you guys thought it was negative. What? He was like, I'm so into this film. Yeah, I guess that checks out. Uh, I thought that was obvious. My bad. Andrew, you might agree with a bit more. He says, it's super ridiculous. And honestly, so bad that it's good. Wow. The directing is pretty terrible. The acting is bad, but that's pretty much because it's supposed to be. This is for and under kids. But honestly, I low-key enjoy this movie more than I should have. Wow, that had so many different opinions I know. in such a short <laughs> amount of time. Um, I do. It's like it's a one, but it's a five, but it's three, mm. but it's two and a half, but... um. Four. I'm going to guess another four. See, if this was letterboxed, I'd guess one and a heart, but it's Rotten Tomatoes, so I'm probably going to go four. I'll go two, Mm. because I think people still rate things negatively on Rotten Tomatoes, but the review is positive, so I'll go two. Yeah, it's 1.5, so Sandra once again (gasps) scooping up the point. Damn it, I was nearly going to say that, and then I was like, no, I think it's going to end up being something positive in the end. We have a... Uh, Claudia, who says, if cats and dogs could really speak, what an interesting world it would be. (laughs) Very ominous. And existential. Very, very philosopher of you, Claudia. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four out of five. Four out of five? Okay. Three and a half for me. Ah, well, Val, you managed to scoop up a point there because it's three out of five. So you're the closest one there. Well done. Well done. (laughs) And then our final review is from Alan, who says, The best movie of cats and dogs I have seen. It's yours. This is your review. It's five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Val's going five out of five. Five out of five and guessing it's yours. I will go for a uh, 3.5. 3.5. Well, it's 5 out of 5. So Val gets the point there. What are the, what are the scores there, Sandra? We are both on 3. Both on 3. All right. So it's for the tiebreaker. Now you have to guess which one was my review. I stick with that last one. What's your thinking on that? Just that there was nothing negative to say about the movie. Mm, and mm. <laughs> Zach's been saying that the entire time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very smart. Very smart. That's why we get you on the show. Uh, <laughs> All right, I think yours is the waterboarding one because it's a <laughs> dumb, dark joke. Yeah, yeah, it is true. That is something I would have wrote if I had not found William and his dark review. But unfortunately, that was not my review. And my actual review was Brendan, which was okay, but really needed more dog puns. Wow, what? that's you. <laughs> 
I put the 7 out of 10 thing to throw you off. That was you. You guys would never expect me to put a garbage review. <laughs> I was I was bamboozled by the pun comment. All right, well, there we go. Uh, Val, we're tied, which means we're both winners, which well means done. you are one of the winner. Woo! And you can plug your stuff. If you lost, you wouldn't get to, but because you won, <laughs> you can uh, plug your stuff. Let us know where we can find you when you're streaming, all that good stuff. Uh, I stream on Twitch on, uh, oh God, what is my schedule? Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays uh, on Twitch. And I do Dead by Daylight and Horror Variety. You can catch me at twitch.tv slash Valaris. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Uh, so check that out. Links in the episode description. You're also on all the, the socials and stuff if people want to check out your cosplays as well. Yes. You do some great cosplays. I do. I do, I do a lot of cosplaying. Would you cosplay anything from this movie? Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, savage. <laughs> anyway, uh, all the links to that in the episode description. Also links to our stuff. We're on all the socials at Oldie But A Goodie Pod. All the stuff and things. If you want to help out the show, uh, reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify really helps out as well. And we've got a Patreon. If you want to join it, get some bonus episodes, you can. Links in the episode description. Join that club. Thanks to Josh Cake for our theme song. Thanks to That's Not Canon Productions, our podcast network, for all the wonderful stuff that they do. And thanks to Zach for picking next week's movie. Whoa, wait a minute, but I haven't done that yet, Sandro. Wait a minute, I need to do that now, Sandro. Oh my god. Oh yeah, we should probably do that. Hey. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> you got heaps of options. Your first option's called Bully. Oh. It's a brutal crime drama about teens who go out to murder their mutual bully. It's pretty dark. Uh, you got Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. Oh. A part of the anthology series that is the Final Fantasy video games. It's about two scientists who are fighting aliens. Oh, that sounds interesting. Have you played Final Fantasy? Nope. Neither have I. Interesting. Uh, you've got The Genie Project, a Disney movie. Mm. Uh, actually, I should say a Disney Channel movie uh. about a monkey who speaks with sign language. Okay. I'm going to pass on anything Disney has made ever from now on, and um, especially that one. Because it's about a monkey, and I don't want to do anything comedy related with a monkey yeah, ever again. That's a good point. Uh, you've got Legally Blonde, comedy, oh, classic yes. comedy, about a blonde sorority woman who becomes a lawyer, pretty classic. You've got Made, uh, the first ever movie from Jon Favreau, who went on to direct Iron Man and The Mandalorian. Wow. Uh, it's a crime comedy about money laundering, looks pretty fun. And also The Score... A heist film uh, by Frank Oz, Yoda, and Miss Piggy himself. Uh, it's about stealing a French scepter. Interesting. Heist and heist. And Val, which one would you pick out of those? Probably Legally Blonde, so I had a reason to rewatch it. Is it a good one? I haven't seen it in a long time, which is why I would I would rewatch it. Ah, right. But out of all of them, probably that one okay. would be my, my pick. Well, here's the thing. Oh, no. Where, where, um, objective lookers we need to look at things objectively that's how that's how we live our lives that's how i live my recording lives just like how i reviewed this week's movie objectively with no biases <laughs> what a good joke so i think we should go into something where we have no idea what's going on oh, we no. have no clue to give an objective look because you know what sounded cool, right? Oh, no. Scientists fighting aliens. No. <laughs> I'm going to pick a movie that's just a long video game cutscene. Yeah, that sounds great. I love oh, video games. No. I don't know what happens in Final Fantasy. Maybe I can figure it out by watching this movie. You're picking Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. Yeah. 
Why not? <sighs> All right, next week, Final Fantasy <laughs> The Spirits. We're going to be so out of our depth. We're going to get yelled at in the comments so much, Zach. Yeah. You are dooming us to a world of hate mail. And I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. We'll do that next week. Uh, we'll wrap it up right now with the best quote from Cats and Dogs. Uh, my favorite quote has got to be, you fight like a poodle. Mine was the one when uh, Mr. Tinkles was saying, and you're staying. He's like, why? He's like, because I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wrote down so many quotes, but one that I didn't mention earlier, which is uh, a favorite scene of mine is evil does not wear a bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> did Genghis Khan wear a bonnet? No. No, no. He did wear a fluffy hat, though. Maybe a black bonnet. 